Friday morning food review features some of the oh, very best restaurants from around London, Ontario. Sorry about that. You are... Promos run wild. Um, wait a minute. I was having difficulties here. Um, keep talking there for a sec. Um, there you are. Okay. Again, I was off the mic. Yeah, uh, I just had the channel wrong here. <laughs> um, <laughs> you are listening to 94.9 Radio Western, and welcome to another edition of Outlook. Yeah, an Outlook for your Monday morning. And uh, that theme song, uh, we're still adding to it, so hopefully next time we will have some... Um, talking on there just to introduce things but if you have any uh, thoughts on the theme uh, if you like it or you don't you could always tweet us at outlook cfb <laughs> just so we have some idea what what people think uh we kind of like it it's catchy yeah uh, we mentioned it last week but just wanted to remind the listeners that our guest from a few weeks ago tom decker composed that theme and i helped engineer it so thanks again to tom for writing that and yeah it's a lot of fun it's nice to have a theme now for our show as we are on our seventh episode today mm-hmm. first episode of november and if you haven't heard the show before we discuss blindness and accessibility disability or diffability which is a word that's, we, that's what we're going with now yeah it's we, a new it's a we recently it's learned not officially a word but um, there was a seminar at it uh, based on that word at the recent conference we were at. But yeah, we discuss equality and advocacy and accessibility, all related to blindness, because Carrie here and myself, Brian, are both were both born blind, so I guess you could say we know a lot about the subject. Mm. So Carrie, why don't you introduce what our topic for today is? Yeah, well... Um, staying current with current events, uh, yesterday, uh, we all turned the clocks back, or at least I think we all did. I like these days, I don't worry about it because I just, I go with the time on my phone and the time on my laptop and they change automatically. Whereas like the clock in my, on my stove doesn't change or my microwave and anybody who comes into my house, they're like, this time's wrong. Gotta fix it. Yeah. For people who are looking at the (laughs) clocks and they're not set. Um, but for so yeah, like one difference. You said with technology, it's it switches automatically on our phones and stuff. Mm-hmm. So for us, it generally doesn't matter. But most it, times, people do have to remember to turn back the cl- or yeah, turn back the clocks. So it's a thing um, we were just discussing, and the subject came up, uh, which is the theme of today's show: is darkness. Um, do you notice any difference, like last night or yesterday? Were you more tired? Were you less tired? Were you so the theme of the show is dark darkness in general, and based on the fact that we did just have the time change, that's kind of the motivation for discussing it today. But me personally, one hour doesn't make a huge difference. Carrie and I are both able to see light. We both have light perception. So I do notice it getting dark earlier in the day, mm-hmm. and it's it's a little weird because it's... It still seems early at 5.30 or whenever, and then it's already dark. So it does kind of have a bit of an effect on me in that sense. But losing one, or yeah, I guess gaining one hour at this time of year, I didn't really notice that much of a difference so, specifically. So does, that, does darkness, 
does that change your mood? Is it in a momentary in the moment? Sometimes it does, or do you think overall you don't like the, this time of year we're sort of going into right now? Or do you think it? Well, I think I, darkness does change my mood to some degree. Mm. Generally speaking, I I don't worry about the lights too much at home because, I mean, it does waste energy and power, and it's not a huge deal for me without it. But there are times when I'm at home by myself eating dinner or something in the dark and it's <laughs> since I do have light perception I can see that it's it's dark and it's kind of like oh some light would sort of cheer things up a bit or at least make this feel a bit less solitude and <laughs> I don't know it's like you're in some far off solid solitary cabin somewhere yeah <laughs> so it does it does affect my mood to some degree and I don't mind this time of year it's more after a month or two of this I get start to get annoyed with it but in the beginning I, I kind of like the change of the seasons and in the winter but how about you do you find the darkness affects affects your mood or so I was just thinking specifically about your apartment there's a there's definitely a, a big difference whereas you know at like four to six o'clock in the spring and summer or whatever your apartment all those windows the sun blare, blasts in and you know makes it so hot there <laughs> in those hours and then you just skip ahead six months and it's just dark then. Dark, dark, dark. There is a difference in those sort of things. But overall, it doesn't bother me. Yeah, I can see light. Uh, I've never known what it's like to be totally blind. And Yeah, and that's an interesting thing. We're both, we're both legally blind and, I mean, besides being able to see light and dark and you can see a little bit more than me, but we still don't see much more than that. So we are classified as pretty much blind but we still do have that light perception so it's hard for to imagine someone that is totally blind that just sees dark all the time it's something i can't i can't quite imagine yeah we don't know what that's like any more than anyone else really but i guess yeah as soon as somebody hears blindness they think they they're in the dark and some people i guess are but we'd have to ask somebody who is totally blind because sometimes i've heard that it's not necessarily darkness you see more like nothingness? I don't know. Yeah, it's really hard to explain how much you can see. And yeah. even though Carrie and I are siblings, it's hard for us to even understand how much the other one sees. So it's it's a tricky thing. But I guess kind of going back to the word itself is dark kind of being looked at as a... Well, I don't know if you, you want to kind of discuss the word itself. Or, you read my blog the other night, right? You said you did. Yeah, Carrie, Carrie has a blog at... it's Is it Her Headache? wordpress.com kk kk her headache.wordpress.com um and I, I i sometimes write from writing prompts which is what helps writers with their inspiration but i like to write about what's going on at the time obviously my blog is a lot of sort of stuff like that and so yeah i, I did discuss um i've had this os- this issue for a long time and it's a sensitive subject in some respects the word dark, darkness, black, blackness, it does seem to bring a lot of people down this time of year. And I mean, I understand if you wake up in early morning and go to work and it's dark and you're in an office all day or something staring at you know computers or in meetings and you come home in the dark, that would get a little much after a while. But yeah, for me, it's not that big of a thing. I kind of like the darkness. I associate it I like having the option of seeing light. Light does cheer you up in certain time, circumstances, but darkness sort of brings with it 
um, as for me as a person and as a writer, a certain peace and s- quiet and qu- uh, solitude that I kind of like. Everything c- sort of seems calmer and quieter. And and that's a lot of people, too, who are night owls and prefer mm-hmm. doing stuff in the night because it is a quieter time. So there is some sort of a solitude. <laughs> I've overused that word today. But. So I don't know if I'm a night owl or not. I sometimes think I am, but I'm not sure. But all I know is that I do like that here in Canada we have these change of seasons, and that includes this time of year, and I, I welcome it when it comes on. You know, I'll maybe sing a different tune in a couple months, but uh, right now I like it. But the, the whole idea of that word, the word's association with evil, bad scary it's the unknown of darkness if you can't see you know at night you get up in the middle of the night and the sighted person tries to get around their house i mean some people probably still find what they're looking for but others you know need a light yeah it makes it difficult because you're used to um the light being able to get around your even your own place right so just this time of year even with halloween last week and stuff darkness it's associated with being something scary and and something lurking in the shadows and you can't see what what's about to co- jump out at you or something. And so in history, it's got this connotation of something being bad, which extends from what people think of blindness as being, oh, I don't want to go blind, I'd be in the dark, that would be awful, to, you know, skin color. And, and it just, it seems to me that we should not let that word, those words take on such a negative connotation so much, but... I'm not sure I have any answers on how to change that. I just... Yeah, I mean, it sort of brings up... It's it's the connotations of words that... How much does that really affect it or, mm-hmm. or not? And it's it's hard to say. As a, as a writer, I tend to think words do have extreme power in our society and how we... And, I, and again, if you, if you discuss that with someone, especially if you're blind and you have a, a sighted friend and you discuss it, it's sometimes a hard thing for someone to grasp. Like, oh, no, I don't... Like, don't worry, I don't hear darkness and think, you know, you're blind, you only see, you can't see and you you see darkness all the time, that that's so depressing. Like, not everyone feels that way, but still on a whole, the mm-hmm. word over time and in, in, in history has that sort of negative connotation. So it is definitely an interesting point to, to ponder. Yeah, I, I guess just, I mean, think about it. If everybody sort of thought about it a little bit, I'm not, again, not sure how we changed that, but... Um, just to look for the good things that we we that we might have at this time of year. Like I, I, I think of darkness coming on now, but then I think of Christmas coming. And when I think of Christmas, I think of, you know, dark nights, dark snowy nights, but I also think of, you know, Christmas lights and candles and, you know. So there's, I like the balance of both for sure, but it, I, I imagine it is scary. Even when I realize my sight's dwindling as we speak, probably. Um, If I'm sort of heading towards some unknown future of total blindness, you know, that is a daunting thought. So I understand that fear, and it is a fear, but I just think we need to talk about it more and think about it more, and um, maybe we'll come up with better ways of of looking at it. But but it's a whole thing about this time of year, and, and I guess... We found some interesting stuff. We're, not, we're no expert on all this um, sleep stuff, but I guess, t- you know, time changes and things can affect people's sleep schedules, and I'm not the best with my sleep schedule. I, I mean, Yeah, I, I was going to ask kind of what your 
sleep schedules like because I'll um, sum it up here in a moment, but it it has to do with with blindness and the the rhythms that we have uh, based on sunlight and dark that mm-hmm. affect our sleep sleep patterns. And for me, I sleep a ton, so I definitely don't have a tr- uh, problem sleeping. You almost have um, narcolepsy. It's a little tricky sometimes to get on schschedule because I'm uh, life's not, not yeah I don't so have a routine. I don't have a fully set routine at the moment unfortunately so it is it is tricky in that sense sometimes I mean, to keep a good sleep schedule but I don't think it's affected by my visual impairment no it's not always blindness like right like it like it's like you could find when we talk about this subject people who work shift work and you know like yeah, it can most happen people for have issues other with people sleep. as well right but yeah, it's a, it's an article online. Um, I've actually heard this discussed at various conferences we've been to, but I found an article online entitled Visual Impairment and Circadian Rhythms Disorders. So it kind of... I'll give a bit of a summary here. I'll, I'll read the, I'll read the say, paragraph. It doesn't it's a, sum it up. It's, it's, it's pretty wordy. It just kind of gets it started, <laughs> but I'll read a bit of this and then we can kind of discuss. So it states that many aspects of human physiology and behavior are dominated by 24-hour circadian rhythms that have a major impact on our health and well-being, including the sleep-wake cycle, alertness and performance patterns, and many daily hormone profiles. These rhythms are spontaneously generated by an internal pacemaker in the hypothalamus, and daily light exposure to the eyes is required to keep these circadian rhythms synchronized both internally and with the external environment. So, as it, as it says there, you know, daily light exposure to the eyes is required to keep these circadian rhythms going and keep a, a proper sleep pattern. So, it's a bit different for Carrie and I because we have light perception, and I think maybe it can still affect that to some degree, but people who are totally blind, who don't see any light throughout the day, could could affect their, their sleep patterns. And I've definitely heard from people in the blind community that that is a thing for some people where it's it's hard to keep the body on that proper cycle because of this um yeah yeah, i don't know i guess i mean (laughs) we're not scientists here but um they've they've obviously done studies sleep studies and things and on people who are totally blind i'm sure it is a thing my sleep's affected more by some chronic pain issues and some other things but yeah i guess and you know i wake up in the morning with my animals my cat my dog needing attention and things um you know maybe in the future we can bring in someone i mean we know several totally blind people but i'm not sure all of them would have much to say on it and again it's i think it's one of those things where it's it's still case by case some people are just better Mm -hmm. at better sleepers than others but this is a natural cycle in the body that is is supposed to happen for your well-being and i think it is affected by some people who don't have the light perception so they're you know always seeing dark or I guess what you explained earlier it's not even necessarily dark but (laughs) (laughs) it's it's pretty confusing stuff and I found that very interesting about sleep patterns and how that could be affected by visual impairment and again we're not we're not scientists here so we don't know too much about it but it's definitely something I want to keep keep reading about and maybe have a future episode sort of discussing that in more detail yeah, but um, this time of year, for sure, it's just, um, 
I don't know. As a writer, I'm not quite quite always sure how to explore it through my writing. I keep trying, so my blog probably has some multiple posts about the subject. And and in comments, I get on the blog are often just like, "Yeah, no, you got to see that you got you know." Darkness isn't a bad thing, and, and like you said, individual people will will. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of people don't necessarily feel, feel that way, but on a whole, sort of as a society, it's still viewed kind of that way. Um, and I, I'm not, I'm not nearly as sensitive per se, but there's certain there's certain words that definitely can get to you. Um, s- slightly off topic from the darkness thing, but when the expression of uh, Oh, like what are you? What are you blind? That people say sometimes. I know that has a sort of a negative effect for you, anyway. Yeah, I mean, because it is sort of a demeaning sort of thing to say to someone when it, whereas being blind isn't really. It's fine it, by me. So, <laughs> it's. So yeah, I mean, I'd I'd like to hear more people's opinions on what they think about the, such using such words: darkness, blackness, blindness. Um, I I guess I do probably get accused of being very sensitive about those well, things. Well, you can't. That's that's who you are, and that's <laughs> yeah. Well, um, so I guess I don't know um, what you did this weekend, Barbara. But I know I had um, speaking about how words are used and how we how people with sight look at darkness and things and um. I had a nice weekend, and I had a meeting with a few writer friends here in London, which I always enjoy getting together and catching up and talking all things writing. And um, the subject about writing just came up about how we how we write. And I I was I received a nice compliment from one of my friends about my writing being evocative. Um, and uh, I think that's because recently I was on Expedia.ca with an, uh, an interview that they asked me some questions and I um, I wrote about travel with all these different other senses other than sight and the writers I met with this weekend were just talking about how they they do admit that with their writing they're, well not guilty but you know, they end up writing mostly from a sighted point of view and in a lot of writing classes you, the instructor will teach about um just remember not to just focus on sight in your writing. Write about what something smells like or what it sounds like. You know, just to put somebody in in the picture. And so yeah, I, I mean, guess that's what my writing is. And that's an interesting at, point but. because you often comment with your writing that oh, I'm not. I mean, you used to be able to see better than me, so you could kind of you do know what color is and stuff. But you often comment like oh, I don't give enough of a description for people to be able to visualize things in my writing whereas maybe you don't do that but you do have a, you're more in tune with the, the the environment or the sounds or the the feeling or you know there's other senses that other people might not use as much in their writing because they don't they're focused on the seeing but you're not so maybe you bring those other senses out more in your writing yeah I mean I feel like sometimes there's a void like kind of a a dark void when in my writing it, that I'm, I'm leaving with the reader where I mean, I guess most people can write about the other senses if they only stop and think about it. Yeah, Whereas and it's, just I, a, it's a little more difficult, di- different for you or someone who's blind to write about it because they've never been. It's a struggle it. to write about what something might look. Specifically, people. I find that the hardest. 
So in my writing, I don't describe people, people's physical attributes as much as other writers. And when I do, it doesn't feel, it's starting not to feel authentic to me anymore. I'm, I draw on what I used to see in someone's face, which wasn't, you know, every tiny little freckle, but it was at least, you know, their hair, sh- the, the hairline and the, the eyes, and now everything's kind of a blur. But anyway, it just doesn't end up um, coming through anymore which is kind of a shame and I have to just accept that that's how my writing is now and if you want to read a writer who is very visually descriptive then I guess that's just not me but and that's just it not everyone has not every writer has to be the same right it sort of sets you you know you might not have those visual descriptions as much in your in your writing but you you have other other ways of expressing yourself so and I like this time of year I, I think I like writing at night and I like writing with darkness as my kind of my cloak <laughs> it feels more inspiring almost I mean nothing really can beat you know birds chirping and the wind blowing those are some well, of my favorite sounds a lot of but. things too in the winter you feel like like I'm I'm getting more and more to being outdoor and I like being outside and everything but the winter's sort of an excuse to be like oh it's it's dark out and it's cold out and I'm going to stay inside and work on stuff like I find the same with I play in a couple bands and my one band during the summer we want to practice and we do but it's harder to kind of get together sometimes <laughs> whereas the winter it's like mm-hmm. people are just working and that's it so then I mean you could have friends who love winter sports or something but yeah no for sure there's always other activities but it is definitely a good period for creativity I find because yeah, there well, it depends. I mean, it depends on how it affects your mood. I guess some people with maybe s- sad seasonal affective disorder or something, um, you know, it, it would probably be a difficult time of year. But like you said, in general, for for um, creative types, it's I think it's inspiring and and yeah, you do kind of just want to stay indoors and in, where it's warm and compose something. Or um, but I guess um, as far as this time of year, which is my favorite time, still in in the air, you smell the the wet. Like right now, I can smell wet leaves outside, which I really like. I'd rather smell wet leaves than wet grass in the spring. Some people love that smell, or even just after freshly cut grass and stuff. But I prefer the smell of leaves, even if they're on the ground and starting to rot. I guess. Mm-hmm. But my favorite sound, if you want to know for fall, while we still have it, is um, the sound of leaves, dry, crunchy leaves that like skitter skip yeah. scurry along the, the street it's just so funny it's like it's like they're alive it's like they're chasing each other and it's like <laughs> sometimes I'm like oh get up on the sidewalk I don't want them to like <laughs> chase me down the street I don't know well, it, just, it just reminds me of being a kid and jumping in a, the big piles of leaves on the yeah. grass there's just nothing Stuff like that nothing it's better than that sound and that smell and that feeling it's just there's no humidity from summer which I hate there's nothing left of that it's just all so fresh and crisp and and that's my favorite thing but so that's what's going on right now and you know people are are enjoying the colors that are starting to fade and then the the leaves all around and eventually we're going to start having them falling and bare trees which again yeah not being able to see you don't really you don't really get that it's hard to know what's going on up on on some yeah but like you say, you still get it. You can get the sounds from the leaves and the and the breeze, and you can feel the air. But I used to see bear. Yeah, no, you'd have the image the in your mind to some degree. It is a nice one. Be able to see it. It's not like that. The that that um, the Chronicles of Narnia, 
Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe when it's like winter forever and no leaves on the trees, just bare. Yeah, I don't heaven. think you'd like winter no, so no. much if it was constant winter. <laughs> no. And I, and I agree, it sort of gives that, you know, having the seasons, it sort of makes you appreciate things more, I find, because it does, yeah. it comes in cycles. Well, I read something recently about Halloween the, last week in, in California. It's like 80 degrees and it's just, it wouldn't be the same to me, I guess, whatever. Anyway, there's a lot to talk about about this time of yeah, year. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting topic. Go out and into the outside right now and listen and s- take take a big sniff of the air and see what you discover that you might not have thought about. Everybody's running around on a Monday, I understand that. but So next week we're not on, right? Yeah, next week is the day after Remembrance Day, so there will be special Remembrance Day programming during our time slot next Monday. So we will be back in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so... So your radio show is preempted last week, and ours will be next week. Yeah, so that's that's all right. I'll be back Friday with my show, but more music. Until then, we'll see you in a couple weeks' time, and in the meantime, you can find us on Twitter at Outlook CFB, and we're going to get a Facebook page up and running. We don't have it yet, but <laughs> we will soon enough. So. Yeah, check us out, and we'll see you in two weeks. Have a good week.